Yo. One, the bandwagon radio on full swing. You know how we do this thing, man. Hit that bell, subscribe right now so you can get those notifications when we drop a new episode like this one right here. Now, the special edition of the rundown segment here on the bandwagon radio, where I myself, Jay Prague, sits down with artists across the globe, give them a chance to open up about their personal life, their music. And you know, we got to drop that new heat before the end of the show is out today. Got a special guest on the phone lines, hailing all the way from Detroit, Michigan. Now, CMC Guapo on the phone lines. What's going on, little bruh? What up, though? What up, though? Yes, sir. Pleasure, man. Thank you for jumping on the bandwagon today. Yes, sir. I had a chance to check out that new single, Flight Mileage. We're going to talk about that thing. I'm going to let you introduce it a little later on. And then at some point in the show, I'm going to give you some feedback what I thought about the record, just as a fan of the culture, a fan of the music, all right? Okay. All right. Before we get into all that, though, let's talk to my listeners a little bit about uh, what that life looked like, man. What lifestyle is right there in Detroit, Michigan? Talk to us a little bit about growing up in that area. Man, it's, it's crazy in Detroit, you know, because we got, like, back in the day before, like, the rappers was having their way, we had, like, a big wave, like, you know, Big Meech from Detroit. So everybody want to be like Big Meech, you know what I'm saying? Right. And then now, you know, our rap style, like the Detroit sound, starting to get bigger. So it's a lot of rappers in Detroit, but Detroit as a whole, man, you know, we the Motor City. Nice cars, strip clubs. Same thing, every city, but it go down in Detroit. Probably a little more than that, bro. D-Town and Motor City, man. Yeah, I had the pleasure to, uh, I interviewed uh, uh, the big homie, you know what I'm saying? This is probably, what is this, probably about three years ago, maybe? I want to say. T Grizzly, I interviewed him about three years ago, and then I came out there myself out to Detroit and he was telling me about the area and I was like shocked when I got there for the first time ever I walked up and uh, drove we drove in town and I'm talking about everything it didn't look like nothing was going on like this shit was scary as fuck in the beginning bro I'm gonna keep it 100 I'm like where the fuck we going bro like where the, where the fuck is y'all niggas taking us bro like this shit it, it, everything was abandoned run down burnt down schools hospitals neighborhoods i'm talking about blocks and blocks yeah it's bad you know what i'm saying but it's some it's some good parts too but oh no that's yeah, a fact it's like that but you know you get used to it being here for real but yeah it's like that 
No, I, I definitely not. I only said that to highlight that there there is some good parts. Like it took for me to get into the city of Detroit to see the city of Detroit. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I was just saying that to to all our listeners. For anybody that's not been in Detroit, don't let that discourage you because it is still a beautiful city. It has a lot of culture. Has a lot of history. Um, you know, not only being the Motor City, but musically, it's got a lot of a lot of culture, a lot of history there. Yep, yep, Motown, and then, you know, the EDM music. Exactly. That started in Detroit, too. So, you know, we got a lot of, lot of, lot of history in Detroit, for sure. Thanks, thanks. Now, and it, and it is a beautiful city once you get to those good parts, like you said. There's some good parts. You just got to get to the good parts. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now fast forward a little bit. We got this new record, man. You're an artist, you're a hot artist out here in Detroit now. You got the Flight Mileage record. What was the purpose of this song? Well, I was actually uh, chopping up one of my mans, and I've been traveling a lot, you know, like during the pandemic, I started to move around a lot more, you know what I'm saying, networking and just, you know, getting people familiar with my sound, other places. And one of my homeboys telling me, like, you know, you take a lot of trips, but you don't never, like, I'm not one of the people that always catch it on the gram, like, because I'll be in the moment, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And he basically was like, you need to make a song about, man, what you be doing. And that's low-key how the, uh, the idea of Flight Mileage came up. I just, you know what I'm saying, gave him a little dose to how it is to be Guapo. That part. You giving him a little taste of the lifestyle. Yeah. Now, what what feeling did you want the listener to have? What, what emotion well, were you I, trying to pull from the listener? To be honest with you, uh, see, I got more of a melodic tone, like melodic style, rap, you right. know, rap style. So uh, this was a different style for me being at our friendly trait. But I don't really make Detroit music. And when I mean like that, like like I said, I was doing the, like, the auto-tune melody, stuff like that. So I really wanted people to know, like, like bar for bar off the top of the dome with a pen, however it go, I can rap. You know what I'm saying? So, and then I feel like the city was going to eat it up because it's different for me. Like, I got a name in the city. People know who I am. But I still didn't give Detroit that Detroit sound, that Detroit love. You know, so I gave it to them. Okay. Now... How's it working along some of those uh, Detroit lead artists that you that you kind of already work with? Because I know your history, you know, you've actually already tapped in with some of those Detroit major artists, um, what we consider majors now. Um, how has that experience helped you or changed you? Well, it's been actually it's been actually good because you know a lot of these Detroit rappers that I work with, I be around, I grew up listening to, you know, so. A lot of these people that's making strides and they finally getting in the door, I was listening to them in high school, you know what I'm saying? So right. to be around them, what we would consider like the OGs, they still legends in their own right in the city regardless of how far they make it in the industry because of what they did at home, you know what I'm saying? And to be around people that's actually pushing and they around bigger artists, bigger than them now, so it's like it's motivation in a sense like, I can get there because I watched them do it, you know, so I watched them do it. Then I get to take a little bit from everybody that I've been around, you know, the good and the bad, and then the advice right. that they give me because, you know, in Detroit right now, it's, it's looking a lot better than it ever has. In I'm, the music I'm with the uh, legacy music room. I'm just taking we, my energy. We were once upon in the a time when nobody was, you know, yeah. it was a no-flight zone. Nobody was coming to Detroit for a while. So now that Thank Detroit you. is more so opened up and everybody see, like, it's an opportunity. Like, all you just got to do is work. So it just motivates me, you know what I'm saying? Because it tells me, like, you got to work a little harder, but you're going to get there. So right. I learned from them. Okay. Now, how is it being an artist uh, in Detroit right now? Because I know at one time it was real hot, real hot out there. 
Yeah. I mean, Detroit music started to pick up everywhere. Like, the specific Detroit sound, you know, like, the, the, the beats and the flow. Like, it's picking up everywhere. But I feel like we're not getting a lot of credit outside of Detroit. Like, it's a lot of people rap like they from Detroit, but they ain't gonna tell you that's the Detroit flow. But right now, it's wide open, you know, like, we have Flint going crazy right now. You know, Flint is like our outside of Detroit. Right. So Michigan as a whole, because we got a couple of cities outside of Detroit that's doing their thing. But the Detroit music scene is on fire right now. Like, a couple people get deals out of Detroit right now. I, you know, I always pray that one day it'd be like Atlanta, you know, everybody get a fair shot. You know what I'm saying? So it's looking, it's, it's lit right now. Like, it's a lot of rappers getting their they flowers right now. So it's, it's, it's popping right now. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Cause that is that's the key right there, man. Is to be able to be acknowledged now. You know what I'm saying? Being able to be acknowledged. All right. Now, talk to us a little bit about you know the the trauma and situations you've dealt with that have kind of helped shape you as an artist. Cause I know you've been through a lot. You know, as even though you're a young artist, I know your story. You've been through a lot. So talk to us a little bit about some of that trauma. I mean, you know, like I grew up in Detroit. I'm from Southwest Detroit to be exact. You know, my neighborhood is like a melting pot where it's a lot of gang banging. It's a lot of, you know, ethnic groups. So growing up early myself, I was, I guess, I seen a lot, you know, growing up. And then I didn't have the best upbringing. You know, I was broke. You know, before we knew we was broke, we was broke. You know, and then once we realized we was broke, it hurt a little harder, you know. So that was hard in itself. And then, you know, like Detroit got a culture. Like we uh, buffs, foreign kicks. Back in the day, they used to wear the more gator shoes. You know what I'm saying? So Detroit is a city where you got to really have your bands up to not even fit in, but to be relevant. You know what I'm saying? Because Detroit is still a flashy city. No matter, like, what you what they say about the bandos and the bad parts of Detroit, the Detroit player, Biggie wouldn't rap about them for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Right, so, right, right. Then it's wild, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, my generation really don't got no regards for life. You know what I'm saying? So... It's wild out here. Like, any day could be your day in Detroit, you know, because you never know. Like, me, myself, I like to consider myself a smooth dude, you know. Like, I can maneuver around the whole city free, willingly, you know, without no problem. But a lot of people not that lucky, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot It's a lot going on here, you know. But in the same sense, you know, Detroit, I feel like I was told when I was 13, if I could make it to Detroit, I could make it anywhere. And that's, that's what I live by to this day. Like, I don't know. I ain't never been to Afghanistan, but I feel like Detroit bad still, too. You know what I'm saying? And I made, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I'm still living. So I'm doing something right, you know? Right. You're still here. That's a fact. Talking to my man CMC Guapo on the phone lines right now, Detroit, Michigan. Got the new single, Flight Mileage. Um, talk a little bit about uh, growing up in that foster care situation. Um, I had a friend that has, you know, kind of came up in that situation too and you know that's a testimony within itself so can you talk a little bit about that and how it might have affected you is that a part of the trauma yeah i um when i was when i was born um my mama my mama was young and she was living with one of her cousins because her mama really ain't want her or take care of her you know so we were staying with a cousin and um my mama was getting like uh i guess the child care checks or however uh and basically my, my cousin wanted the money that my mom was getting, like the wig, the food stamps and all that. And my mama felt like she didn't want to give it to her because she got a baby to take care of. So my cousin called CPS and was like, my mom was putting bleach in our bottles. They took mm. us. Um, I ended up with this white lady um, named Patty. I stayed with her until I was like four years old. I bounced out to another crib for probably like six months before my mama got us back. You know what I'm saying? And when I was with the white lady, 
because I still talk to her to this day. Like, you know, my daughter just had a birthday. I was just down in Florida with her. Like, so we still in communication. That's what's but up. She was like a, a richer, she was rich. You know what I'm saying? Like, they had businesses. They had a house in the, the indoor pools. Like, because, you know, since I've been 18, I've been in contact with her. And she used to send me pictures. And I get to see the life that I could live. And then I think about the life that I actually did. So, you know what I'm saying? Where they say you went from sugar to shit. I really had that happen to me. Being that I had a fortunate situation where I was in a really good situation, but my mom wanted me back, and you know, you know how that goes. She did what she had to do to get me back. So I ended up coming back and growing up how I grew up because I grew up with my dad's side of the family, and you know, it's my family rough, you know. But the first time I say I wouldn't say that it made me gave me too much trauma as a child. You know, it was something embarrassing at first. You know, something that you don't want to talk about. Being that I want nobody to look at my mom a certain way. Cause it wasn't my mama's fault, you know. But unless I would tell you that story, you wouldn't know that you it's like I had a bad parent, you know what I'm saying? Right. And like that's just something that I didn't know. I didn't really know too many foster children growing up, so it wasn't nothing that I really was just expressing to nobody. And it was like I didn't feel like nobody understood the difference. Like I had first five years, I lived with a white family where they, you know, what I'm saying they taught me stuff, and I was being educated. So when I moved with my cousins and stuff like that. It was different because I was more advanced than my actual cousin, and I was younger than them. You know what I'm saying? Because of, because of that, you know, the upbringing I had with them. So I feel like the only trauma that I really experienced from that situation was the fact that when I got out, I was a little, I was a different person. You know what I'm saying? I was different. Like, oh, you could spell and I can't spell, or you know what I'm saying? Or you know, I was just different. I had five years or four years of living with a white person where I spoke different than the people I grew up with. So it was adjustment for sure, but, you know, my people's my family. That's what's up. Man, that's big, man, that you still even have that relationship. Yeah, I value it too, you know, because I always used to wonder, like, like my, my, my aunt used to tell me stories about them because my aunt lived with them just so she could be around us, so she got herself adopted by them for a while. And, uh, she always used to tell me, but, you know, I couldn't see her myself. And then growing up, I grew up in, like, you know what I'm saying, in the, the worst the worst environment. So it always felt like, why me? You know what I'm saying? And then, like, for her to always, like, try to tap in with me or to actually find me, I used to always wonder, like, what's so special about me, though? Like, why you want to get to know me? Like, you know, a foster parent see kids in and out. You know what I'm saying? So for her to still have that same love for me, that's a beautiful feeling because I know it's genuine. Big facts right there. You gotta you gotta uh, nurture and keep that relationship. Definitely. Now let me give you some feedback what I thought about the record. Like I said, it would uh Flight Mileage, the new single. Um I thought it was some great writing on this one. Um I caught that Detroit swag and delivery, very unique D Town kind of sound and style overall. Um I like y'all sound. Uh let me do say that. Um, I thought it was a creative song overall. Uh, Catch, I, I definitely caught a vibe on the record. It's fun. It's a feel-good record. Um, I like the aggressive cockiness of the flow. Um, and it has potential for radio, of course, but I think it has that crossover potential, too. I can hear, like, movie soundtracks or, you know, different things like that. I think it has potential to be in other spaces as well. Thank you. I appreciate that, OG. No doubt, bro. No doubt. Keep working, man. I look forward to hearing some more from you, but you definitely got something on you right now. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, how would you say you got involved in the music? How, how did you actually get into writing and creating and recording? When I was like, I was younger, I always rapped. I was like seven. I, my cousin taught me how to rap. He was a year older than me. 
and I was rapping. Uh, then I did a little dabbing into it in high school. One of like it's a producer named Von Classic here. He uh he got like a, a nice little following. But I went to high school and middle school with him. So before he had a name, I was rapping. I was skipping school rapping with him. Me and one of my homeboys muzzled that past. So after that, I just kept pursuing it for real. Then uh, about like three years ago. I made a song called Trenches with Hellebuck. You know, he the one of the biggest producers mm-hmm. here. Yeah. I made Trenches, uh, T. Grizz and IT, JB. Yeah, and my DM. And we had, like, a little management situation for a while. Mm. And, uh, like, I don't know, like, I started seeing people actually wanting to hear my music. Like, because I could always freestyle, but I never knew I could actually make songs until I was making them. And then they started to pick up traction and people actually listening. And then uh, I used to work at this... Uh, this bar and grill called Starters. And I used to sell, like, I used to burn my CDs every day, like, all the songs I had at the time, and sell them for, like, $5. People was actually buying them with no name. So I'm like, oh, I probably could do something. And then, you know, once JB came, and what she did with T Grizzly himself, so I always imagined that, you know, that would be my footsteps that I was going to walk into or something in that in that lane. So I've been, you know, just started working and working and working. And then after she passed, I just kept working to be in my position right now. So, you know, I was basically trying to be as relentless as possible with it. And that's where I got to where I'm at right now. Well, kudos and congratulations thus far, young brother. Appreciate you. Now, I'm sure this is going to be an interesting list. Who are some of those artists that inspired you musically? Uh, Talk to Musically, you. Like, uh, I like Drake. I feel I like Drake, Andre 3000, okay. Jake Wayne. Okay, okay. A lot of the Detroit rappers, you know, Babyface Ray, Ice Ray, Vezo, Keys, okay. the older OGs, uh, Blade Icewood. Um, I'm a Kanye fan. I'm a I'm a real Kanye fan. I, I wasn't too big on uh, the last two projects he put out, but when Kanye made 808s and Heartbreaks, I was in ninth grade, so mm-hmm. he, he reeled me in with that one. Gotcha. Um, I like uh I, I went to uh I lived in Cali in two thousand and eight through ten, which was my ninth to tenth grade year. And uh Y G was popping during that time. He had the Tutor and Booty song, that's when the jerk movement first came out. Mm-hmm. So Y G is somebody that I, I look up to in the rap game just because I watched him do it too. You know, him Todd Dollar sign, I watched him actually become who they is today. So that's and as you can see, like I'm giving you a list from Midwest. That's why I said I figured your list would be interesting from hearing your music and then just talking to you, catching a vibe with you, hearing your personality. I figured you had a broad range of artistry you were listening to. It wasn't just in one basket. Yep, I listened to uh, country music. I listened to uh, Afro beat music. I listened to rock music. If it make my head bob and I can feel the lyrics, I'm on Eclectic vibes. You're not bound by one sound. Nope, I like music. That part. That part. Now, who are some people that deserve some shout outs or mentions for their help or support on the latest single or project? Um, shout out to my man's team, Money Come First, the label. My manager, CJ. My little brother, Duffy. You know, he, he keep me grounded. Shout out to my daughter because she's the reason I'm doing this. Um, mm. The whole gang, for real, you know what I'm saying? I'm just the mouthpiece for, the, I'm the voice of the voices, you know? That's a lot of people that's rooting and wanting me to make it, you know? And 
I want to give everybody a shout out, even if I didn't say your name. You know, you know what I mean? You were less important to me. It's just, you know, spare the moment. I just want to make sure the whole city and itself, you know what I'm saying, from the hustle that it gave me to the motivation it gave me to make it out of, you know what I'm saying, the trenches, you know? So shout out to everything and everybody. Now, that's a great way to cover all angles anyway, bro. You did it right. <laughs> you did it right. <laughs> you ain't left nobody out if you covered everybody. I tried to. <laughs> now, let me ask you a personal question outside of the artistry. Are, okay. are you afraid of failure? Like not completing your musical mission? Um, Not necessarily a failure. It's the I, I the thing that I think about the most is the time I put into it, you know, because it's not like I just didn't start this yesterday, and it's been a while, and it's a dream of mine. It ain't like it's just something I just thought about. I wanted to do. I always wanted to be a rapper, you know. Like even when rapping didn't sound like it was the coolest thing to do, like because back in the day everybody wasn't gonna be no rapper. YouTube wasn't popping like you know what I'm saying where anybody could make, and it's actually a dream of mine. And being that I have a child myself now. I like to say, you know, my motivation is to tell her, like, you know what I'm saying, if you chase your dreams, you can make it. And I got to make it to prove to her that if you chase your dreams, you can make it. So that's that's my motivation for real. I don't need to be able to, to lead by example. That's a fact. Because she definitely going to be looking up to Popeye. She's going to be looking up to Daddy. You got to get dang set the tone. You feel me? And then, like I said, you know, the fact that, man, I love making music, man. It ain't even about the money, for real. It's really like... It's a passion of mine. It's like therapy, you know? Like, everybody ain't got nobody to talk to with them beats just do it for you, you know? So, I just, I just, you know, I, feeling, I don't think about feeling because I feel like it's not no plan B. You know what I'm saying? This is a, this is a win-win situation. We can't take no hills, no matter how long it takes, you know? Like, I'm not giving up with this. You definitely got the right mentality, brother. Thank you. Now, what's most important when it comes to releasing your music and your projects? Because I, I can tell you're very hands-on. You seem like you're very hands-on with your with your music from A to Z, the way it comes off to me. So how, how is it, when it comes to releasing your music and projects, what's most important to you? What's some of those top-tier things that must happen? Um, I like to get it to the DJs. That's my number one responsibility as an artist. I want to make sure that the DJs get it, because the DJs is who's giving it to everybody else. Um, I've been really... Uh, since I, the last couple projects that I, the last couple singles that I've put out, I've done the old school way of the CDs, flash drive, top t-shirts, hats. You know what I'm saying? Because people like free stuff, and you know how it is when people don't know you and you try to give them some music. They gon' they probably play you to the left. You give them a free anything, they gonna take it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's a, and I don't feel like I'm losing because I'm gaining a, a lifetime fan that you know what I'm saying. Eventually, it's gonna make sense. You know, so I think that's important. Also. You know what I'm saying? My demographics, like, you know, it, it's a lot of people that aren't familiar with the Detroit sound, and I'm talking about with specifically flight mileage. But a lot of people are, they just don't even know that it's the Detroit sound, you know? And the fact of, you know, it's something fresh to some people who never heard it. And then I try to make it to where that I can try to reach as many people as possible because in reality, it's, it's what a trillions of people here. You know what I'm saying? So even if I covered the Midwest alone, I still got the West Coast, the East Coast, and the South, and not even to mention international, you know? So I'm trying to cover bases, you know, and networking, and I really believe in word of mouth. I feel like that's the most powerful thing, no matter if I was selling uh, uh, ice cream cones and I had the greatest and I believe that, somebody else, word of mouth is going to sell it, you know? So 
I try to be hands on with my fans because I want them to remember before the blow up, I was the same guy. You know what I'm saying? And when the money comes and all the accolades that come with the money, I still was the same guy. You know, where you should feel like, besides the artist, that you respect me as a man, that you really like me as a person because I feel like you can relate to me and I can relate to you. I'd have been through hell and high water, you know? And I'm pretty sure people done been through more than me and some people been through less, but. I'm not here to go story for story with a person. I just understand your situation, you know, and that's that's the thing. So I want every I want to touch bases when I drop my music. I want my fans, and I want to grab new fans every time. Brother, you uh, let me just say you are very well spoken. You seem to have your head on, bro. You got a you got a mission. You got you seem to have a goal. Um, you seem to be aligning things properly. Um, I wouldn't even say the sky's the limit for you, young brother. Um, I get a good energy from you. You got great conversation. The music is dope. Um, you know, I just look forward, like I said, to hearing more and seeing more, man. I think I think we're going to definitely be hearing and seeing more of you, man. I appreciate you, OG, for sure. No doubt. No doubt. Um, if you had to sell yourself, though, to my listeners, what, what would you say? Like, how? Why should my listeners follow the movement? Why should they follow the music? Outside of me just saying it and trying to sell them, why Why should they? You sell them or why they should? All right. Well, coming from my mouth, I believe I'm one of the most versatile artists you're going to ever hear. Not just being a Detroit artist, not being a rapper. I'm one of the most versatile artists. Like, you can't put me in a box. It's not a genre or a certain beat selection that I can't cover. And I got content. It's not like I'm just rapping on certain beats and it's just... I'm just making songs like I got lyrics, I can rap, I can freestyle, you know what I'm saying? And besides that, you know, my music is only telling my life story, whether what beat I put it on. If you listen to the words, I'm talking about me. I only rap about stuff that I've been through and seen in my life, you know? So with that, I'm, I want my fans or people that don't know me to know that I'm still a real person. You know what I'm saying? I go through stuff like everybody else. Um, when it's going good, it's going good. When it's bad, it's bad. It's like everybody else's life, you know? So that's why I feel like you, it's a song. You might not like my singles. You might not like you might not like everything, but I guarantee you that I got a song you can relate to that's gonna touch your heart if you just give it a you give it a, a try. That's all I want is a listen, you know. And I'm pretty sure you're gonna like what you hear. That's it, man. Wow. Nah, I can definitely agree. I I, I like what I'm hearing thus far. Uh, and what you're hearing is CMC Guapo on the phone lines. By the way, uh, Detroit, Michigan. Got the new single, Flight Mileage. We're going to let y'all hear it in just a second. Before we do that, though, I got a couple more questions I want to ask you real quick, bro. Um, so, one is, what's your ultimate goal? Like, what, what do you want to see happen in this music industry for your career? With CMC Honestly, Guapo. to be real with you, I got a lot of goals. One of my main biggest goals is actually just getting in the door. All right, got to start there. You know what I'm saying? To be honest with you, it's just the fact that I want to have one of the moments where I did it, you know, like I made something out of myself and it took a long time to do like, but I did it, you know, and I did it my way and I did it under my own rules and my own accord. You know, I want to, I want to be international, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's not even a fame thing, but I want my music to touch everybody. I want to know, like I left no rock unturned, you know, like it was somebody that, was able to be like, I like you, Guapo. Or like, um, one day I was on live, right? And I was on, um, I let somebody join and they was in Germany. It was dark while it was light here. You know what I'm saying? And that's the type of stuff that made me feel good. Or like, 
when I go to the gas station, liquor store, somebody, oh, you guapo, I heard you, you know, that made me feel good. And I want those, I want those moments forever, you know. I want to have those forever. And then I want, be, I'm from Detroit. Motown is a very, very significant part of music culture in itself. And I want to be ingrained in, in music history, too. The, the Mount Rushmore's, the actual footstone stepping of, of music. I want to be a pioneer for the Detroit generation under me. You know what I'm saying? When I'm the OG that I can go and grab somebody else so they won't have it as hard as I did because I know the way, the, the root of getting them there now. You know, and I just want to be an impact. Besides music, I want to actually make music make me a bigger bigger entity so that I can have businesses and I can help out the people that, I, that I'm around every day. You know what I'm saying? The people that I'm doing this for, you know? So I want to be great. Yeah. Something worse. Sound like you're trying to put yourself in position to be able to have that platform to help others. Yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? Music is only going to last so long, you know, and, and even if it lasts for a lifetime, you know, I got other plans and other things that I'm interested in, you know. So I just pray that music is my stepping stone to greatness. There it is. CMC Guapo, Detroit, Michigan on the phone lines. Before you introduce that song, how can everybody tap in with you? What's that social media handle? CMC underscore underscore that's two underscores guapo g-u-a-p-o on all social media uh platforms cmc guapo on all streaming platforms cmc guapo on youtube tiktok anything that you can find me i'm on there cmc guapo it's great like that it's great like that go ahead introduce that new single for the folk real quick man hey what up though this your boy cmc guapo pouring live from detroit michigan and you about to check out my new single flight mileage wow it's great like that. Hand it for the first time right now on the bandwagon radio. Do me a favor, turn it up. Let go. Too bad for some shoes, only one once. I was running for them boys and I fucked them up. Made your bitch fall in love, only fucked her once. Me and bro boxing, we in stats going punch for punch. I can sell salt to a snail, nigga, stupid as fuck. VIP bitches, you ain't fucking, you ain't coming with us. Two type of niggas in the world went to Gary or Hutch. Fear guys sitting on my dreads, don't fear them enough. $400 Dre beats and they come in the clutch. Jota got TVs on the flights, don't use them enough. Broke gas, nigga, you ain't got flight mileage. Talk to Ching about investing, I got stocks piling. Put a cannon out like nickel, nigga, start wilding. What is that? Man, I make a baby shark out Got a dub on me now, nah, this ain't rap money Bitches ain't wanna fuck then, now they act funny I'ma shoot the bag, throw the weight, bring it back for me And I got a plug up his sex, cut the tax for me Lately I've been fucking up revive with your tax money Niggas broke as fuck, can't survive with they last money Hey, I wear Versace on some light shit All white hoodie and Mary Jeans off the white sticks Man, bitch bad, she got her ass, she don't like shit Fuck up in the dust, spend a dub on my first kick Go kill your jeweler, got you flexing with the worst shit Off a six of watt, give me head from a white bitch Got them Cali balls for the lows, you gon' like this Brody got the Moles for the nose if you go sniff You a broke hoe, bitch, you a flying spirit And all that bad and boozy shit, I ain't tryna hear If they hate me on section, I ain't coming near Talking records on the net, then they disappear I got this dick on Rodell, we making it home No, my bitch ain't a stud, but she stabbed with the chrome I got enough to go around, had to force on my home Disrespect a nigga in my circle, I'm busting your dome Bitch, niggas ain't fucking me on my worst day Nigga turn up like every day my birthday, bitch Yo, rich nigga shit, Why? Broke ass nigga, you ain't got flight mileage Talk to chick about investing, I got stocks piling Put a cannon out like nigga, nigga start wildin' What is ass up, man, I make a baby shark out You a broke hoe, bitch, you was flying spirit And all that bad and boozy shit, I ain't tryna hear If they hate me on section, I ain't coming here Talking records on the net